And now, to close out Black History Month, Distorted View Daily is proud to present a sermon by Pastor James Manning. Uh, But let me tell you what has happened with white folk and their so-called political correctness. You know, words that you should say and should not say. Uh, There's a whole cadre of language now that you can't speak and words that you ought to speak and avoid. I won't get into all of them, but let me deal with a couple of them. One is, is that people used to call each other niggas. Nigger, hey nigger, hey nigger. Come here nigger, you my nigger, come here. And it was okay, everybody called it. And when white folk wanted to debase you, they tried to join the club. Now when we said it was okay, everybody understood it was okay. They wanted to debase you without joining the club. When they call it, you got an attitude, and rightly so, should have. But now, what white folk have done is that they've said that you can't speak certain language. You ought to speak kind. And so the word nigger has been ruled out. But they picked up another word that at one time was only used by them as an exclusive club. And the word they now use is racist. See, years ago, when I was growing up in North Carolina, I never called anybody a racist. I couldn't call anybody a racist. Black folk never called anybody a racist. Have y'all know black? Black folk never called anybody a racist. And nobody said that black folk were racist. You were just niggers, that's all. When you see these mealy mouth, spineless white folk calling people like me a racist, what they're really doing is they're calling me a nigger in disguise. No, that's what they're calling me. They're calling me, they've changed the language, but it's the same thing. When they call you a racist, that means you, that means you are unenlightened, uninformed, not with it, can't get with it, don't understand what's happening, old-timey and old-fashioned. Well, it's the same thing a nigger means. So when white folk, when you see it printed in the newspaper, white folk calling black folk racist, they're calling them niggers all over again. Don't call me a racist. I know you, that's cold language. I know what you're doing, whitey. You're calling me nigger. Happy Black History Month, freaks. Uh, It's Sunday, February 28th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, my war on the calendar. It's time to change that foolishness. Plus, how Fat Albert handled the mentally retarded. Steve Harvey helps us make a million dollars. And pizza is the healthy breakfast alternative. It's just a fun thing. I would love the Raper Rooster. Try new peanut butter eggs. This makes my pussy throb just thinking about it. Pussy mouth, yeah. That's that's the shit right there. Go Ray me la fa so la it's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Yes! Hey, freaks! Tim Henson back here with you one more time as we end the week with uh, the Sunday program. I hate when people say Sunday is actually the start of the week. Who actually believes that? Is that like a damn European thing? I'm going to blame them. They're always doing screwy shit, like writing the date out with the with the day and then the month and then the year. No, no, no. Wrong format, assholes. Although, you know, even calendars here, you know, I'm looking at my calendar right on the computer and the, the very first day is Sunday. Ask anyone, though, what days encompass the weekend and they will tell you it's it's Saturday and Sunday. It's, how can Saturday, Sunday be the start of the week if it's, if it's part of the weekend? We're just full of fucking dumb contradictions. I wouldn't mind overhauling the entire calendar, quite frankly. I think a lot of it can go. 
I don't want to be figuring out how many days there are in this particular month. They should all be standard. Second of all, the names are ridiculous. February is atrocious. But aside from that, even the days of the week I've got a problem with. Who the hell came up with Monday? I looked it up. Where do do you think Monday came from? Satan-worshipping Norwegian pagans. So, yeah, Christians, you can uh, you can all climb on board to my campaign to overhauling the calendar, unless you're okay with a day specifically designed to worship the goddess of the fucking moon. That's what Monday literally translates to, the moon's day. The second day of the week, I, I got a problem with that statement right there. It's the first day of the week. Hey, wait. Monday, the second day of the week in Nordic cultures, uh was devoted to worshipping the goddess of the moon. Girls born on Mondays were given the name Mona in ancient Britain. That last part is neither here nor there. I betcha I could get Christians all riled up about the calendar because there are a lot of pagan references and uh, Germanic god and goddesses being the origins of, of days and months and stuff. I could con- I'm going to contact the... Um, Who's that crazy group that's always going after television commercials? You know, they'll boycott Chex Mix because there were two adult women sitting with a child at the breakfast table, obviously signaling to lesbos that Chex Mix is A-OK with their disgusting scissoring lifestyle. I don't want any part of your snatch mix. Thank you. Oh, it's the Million Mom campaign or whatever. One Million Moms, even though there's only like 5,000 of them out there. I'm going to write a letter to them about the calendar. My hope is that a day of the week or one of those weird months named after like a gay god, that'll really set them off. I'm sorry. Let's get off the calendar thing. Uh, Let me just say uh, thank you so much for checking out the weekend program. Uh, I'm doing this because I missed an episode earlier in the week. I think it was the Thursday show because that's normally our sideshow exclusive uh, program. So I did a sideshow exclusive podcast on Friday. I made up that. And then now I'm doing a makeup show for uh, the, the free episode that I dropped the fucking ball on. <laughs> Try to always produce five episodes of DV, even if I miss one during the weekday. So I am here working hard for you this weekend. Uh, and we've got a lot of great stuff to share with you. First up. Uh, someone let me know about an old episode of Fat Albert. Remember that cartoon? Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. It's a cartoon obviously created by Bill Cosby, and it ran uh, largely in the in the 70s. I think it continued through maybe like the mid-80s or something, but um, it was a show that I caught a, uh, here and there, I think, as a kid. And at the time, I just, you know, I thought it was all right. I watched it when it was on. It's a cartoon. I, you know, looking back at it now, I don't know if you guys have watched any old episodes of Fat Albert, but uh, it does not hold up. That is some shitty fucking animation. Like this, uh, this show must have been produced on the cheap. You know how like normal video is at 30 frames per second? And I think cartoons are typically a little lower, maybe like 20 frames per second or something. Fat Albert is like a slideshow. A lot of times the mouths don't even look like they're producing the words that they're saying. I mean, it's a common thing in animation to like reuse or loop mouth movement. But Jesus, it's pretty rough. The reason why I bring up Fat Albert is because a listener uh, clued me in on an episode all about mental retardation. It's kind of fun to go back and see how they handled the topic back in the 70s. 
Because even when they thought they were being sensitive, by today's standards, they were being very, very offensive. And also, I kind of thought that most of the kids in the Fat Albert gang were a little slow. It's going to be hard to pick out the one that they want us to believe is retarded. Because you got Fat Albert, he's like, hey, hey, hey. And then another character who talks like, Lisa blah, 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 blah. I mean, they're all, they're all a little slow, in my opinion. Yes, this is a filmation production, which is one of the reasons why the animation is so shitty. Uh, we start with uh, Fat Albert and the gang in the classroom. All right, now, class, settle down. I want you to meet Dennis, a new student. Well, he kind of looks retarded. He's just, you know, droopy-eyed and not saying very much. But, you know, he's scared. It's the first day of school. There's a bunch of... The new new faces, right? So uh, class is dismissed. It was a short day, apparently. And uh, everyone comes running out of the building, right? There's happy music. And then when Dennis starts walking out, right? He, he's way behind the rest of the class, walking slowly. <laughs> the music changes. That's how you know he's slow, a little loopy. Here comes Dennis. That's our collective IQ dropping. Dennis bringing down the average there. Fat Albert was held back by the teacher. She wanted to talk to him for a second. I don't want to cut into your recess time, Albert, but there's something I have to talk to you about. It's about our new boy, Dennis. Have you noticed something unusual about him? Uh, only that he reminds me of some characters that I saw on the Brown Hornet. It goes deeper than that, Albert. Dennis is what doctors term an atypical child. Perhaps this might clarify it better. He is retarded. It's not that bad. <laughs> you should see the look on Fat Albert's face. I'm going to make this an animated GIF. Retarded. It's odd the way she says retarded, isn't it? Perhaps this might clarify it better. He is retarded. Retarded. It's not that bad. Dennis is only mildly handicapped. Yeah, I would have a few questions for the teacher. I'd be like, so now we're just letting the mentally retarded into our classroom? What does that mean for us? Are we slow? Should the teacher be divulging this information to a random student like that? He can do almost everything we can do, but he's a little slower doing it. I mean, I guess they'll find out anyway, but... Dennis will get along fairly well here in our mainstream, but he's going to need all the help we can give him. Can I count on you? Uh, I'll do my best. Thank you, Albert. Well, Fat Albert tries to include Dennis, uh, but the other guys are very suspicious. And also, Dennis fucks everything up. They try to play baseball. Dennis can't catch a damn ball. Then Albert tries to get Dennis to help with uh, constructing a basketball hoop. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Dennis, would you give us a hand? Yeah. What should I do? I've never constructed my own basketball hoop, but for some reason, uh, Fat Albert is like, you got to slather this in oil. The idea is to coat this part of the pole so where we put it in the ground, it won't rot. <laughs> and, you know, Dennis starts off coating a part of the, 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 the wood or whatever in, uh, in oil and seems to be doing an okay job. The gang, meanwhile, is uh, cleaning up 
another part, another section of the area, I guess, where the basketball court will be. While Dennis continues to coat uh, part of the basketball hoop and oil. Oh, no. Sounds like Dennis fucked something up again. Nice job, dum-dum. He has uh, covered the entire thing in oil, not just the part that was going to be planted in the ground. (laughs) Dennis, you're doing just fine. You cover all that has to be protected with the oil. (laughs) Again... Everyone's giving Dennis a dirty look. Now we'll just rub a little of this extra oil off. What's the matter with that kid? It takes Fat Albert a really long time to just talk to his friends and be like, guys, be cool with Dennis. He's slow. He could have done that at any point. But no, uh, they're having a special meeting in the Fat Albert Clubhouse. On today's agenda, the retard in our classroom and what to do about him. Hey, 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 the meeting is underway. The reason we're here is to talk about Dennis. You mean good old triple threat, triple threat, mumble, stumble, and fumble. (laughs) Dennis needs help. He's what you call retarded. Oh, oh, you mean that's why he acts like this in class? Yeah. <gasps> Dickwad. <laughs> oh, the kid crying is Dennis, who was just uh, getting ready to walk into the clubhouse. <laughs> like I said, Rudy, Dennis is retarded, but he's not retarded here. Fat Albert is pointing to his dick area. And then using his fingers to indicate that Dennis has a huge hog, which was a weird choice for a ch- children's cartoon. No, uh, Fat Albert is pointing to his heart. He's not retarded in his heart. Which is funny because I, Tim Henson, am not mentally retarded, but I do have a retarded heart. This is the third day of class Dennis's missed. I phoned his home several times, but there's been no answer. Dennis committed suicide, and it's kind of all your fault, Fat Albert. His retard blood is on your hands, my friend. Well, Fat Albert uh, tracks Dennis down. He's playing headfirst in a porta potty which sounds about right for old shit-for-brains Dennis. All the gang misses you. When you coming back? I... I don't know. Look, Dennis, about Rudy... He's really sorry about that. Real sorry. Rudy was the one making fun of him, obviously. Will you do me a favor? Will you come to school tomorrow? Oh, I I can't do anything. Right. Dennis, it's only part two. You can do almost (laughs) anything any of us can do. Maybe some things you can even do better. I mean it. The only difference is... Well, there's a little pep talk, you know, and sure enough... The teacher assigns an art project where all the kids have to draw a picture or paint a picture or something. And uh, little Dennis's is the best. So everyone cheers him on. Your prize is from the school board. A basketball uniform for each member of the class. I had two thoughts. The first one was this contest was rigged. The teacher wanted the mentally handicapped kid to win. But then I was thinking how dumb this contest was. Everyone in the classroom painted a picture, and no matter who won, the the prize was going to be jerseys for the entire classroom, you see. So it it doesn't really matter who won. Dumb cartoon. See what I'm saying? 
Well, that was the retard episode of Fat Albert. Moving on, you've probably heard that the Conservative Political Action Conference is going, CPAC is what they call it, going on uh, in Orlando, Florida. The reason why it's kind of big news this year is because Donald Trump is scheduled to speak. What I thought was particularly great was the national anthem performance. It was uh, unlike anything I've ever heard before. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? The, The start wasn't horrible. I've heard worse. It does go downhill, though. Through the perilous fight. I really feel like if they would have put some reverb on her and maybe like um, a backing, like an instrumental, so she sort of stayed on track, she would have been fine ish. And the rock is is fucking all over the place. Once again, turning to the comments, uh, some of these people have some great ones. Uh, One person said, Republicans, all keys matter. Another person said, the bold switching of keys in a seemingly random pattern underscore the utter lack of ideological foundation of the modern conservative movement. Trump voters will go to their graves insisting she was on pitch the entire time. And uh, this is like musical COVID, except instead of losing your sense of smell or taste, you lose your sense of pitch. Well, let's hear the grand finale here. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave (laughs) the She should not have tried to hold that note so long. She would have been fine if she would have just sang it normally. Someone else uh, commented that she was perfectly in tune. We may never know who with, but she was in June. And uh, this is what happens when you defund the arts. So there you go. The national anthem performed at CPAC 2021. Speaking of bad music, I've got someone else trying to sing down with the sickness. We've featured so many of these in the past. Here it comes. Oh, shit. That was a false start. No. No. Try it again. That 
That's a goat. What you did was a goat. Not disturbed. Here is Bob and Bev trying down with the sickness. Wow! It's still better than that last guy. I got first place in the duck call. (laughs) All right. uh, Real quick before we get into the news. uh, Remember a few days ago, I was telling you that somehow my television found its way onto the game show network and it's been there ever since. I'm one sad motherfucker. Uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Family Feud. Now, I've made fun of Steve Harvey so much on this show. But I told you guys, what, last week, the week before, you know what? That's Steve Harvey. He's a good game show host. I take back all the bad things I said about him. Well, um, I would like to take back my take back. I'm back to hating Steve Harvey, basically. Good fucking Lord. I was on his YouTube channel and wow, Steve really fancies himself like a motivational speaker, almost like a, a Tony Robbins He's going to motivate you into uh, becoming a millionaire. As a matter of fact, one of his videos is Steve Harvey tells you how to make a million dollars. He has got a a pad of paper and a pen, and he's going to sketch some stuff out for us here. So when people try to figure out how to make a million dollars, they have no idea how daunting that is. Because if you know how to make a million dollars, you go make it tomorrow. But since you can't figure out how to a million dollar idea, you go somewhere and sit down. That's the wrong approach. If you apply your gift, your God-given gift that he gave you, you have millions already at your disposal. How, Steve? How, right? If you break it down inch by inch in these things a cinch or the 10 by 10 theory. All right. So Steve Harvey has come up with the 10 by 10 theory. Which is very simple. You don't need a million dollar idea. You need a $10 idea. You need something that you do, your gift that God gave you to make $10. That's all you got to be able to know. I don't care if it's cutting hair, cutting somebody's grass, washing somebody's car. I don't care if it's mowing somebody's lawn. I don't care if it's driving people to their destinations. I don't care if it's babysitting. I don't care. Okay, so just pick out something you're good at, something that you can charge $10 for. Let's say for the purpose of this exercise, mowing grass. You charge someone $10 to mow their grass. Do this for me. Somebody give you $10 for it. Uh Once they give you $10. He wrote $10 on his pad there. All you got to do is whatever you did to get that 10, do it 10 more times. Oh, all right. So it's not so much how to make a million dollars. It's how to make a hundred dollars. You now, my friend, have $100. Yes. You have one. Let me guess what the next part is. You do that same thing again, another 10 times, and now you got a $1,000. simply because you took a $10 idea and you did it 10 times. Well, guess what? If you take that $100 that you made since you've done it 10 times and you do it 10 more times, I got news for you, my friend. You now have $1,000. You know, Steve is just describing work. It's something all of us do. I go to work on Monday. I make $100 from 9 to 5. Then on Tuesday, I go back and make another 100 This is not some sort of secret. I thought Steve was going to say, all right, here's what you do. You start, 
by doing something you love. You mow lawns for a week or something. You make $100. Then taking small classified ads out in the newspaper. You know, I thought there was something more to it to make a million dollars. It's basically just working and then multiplying. $1,000, you make $1,000. Guess what all you got to do? You got to multiply that effort again. Do whatever you did to do $1,000, do it 10 more times. My friend, you now have $10,000. You got $10,000 now. Imagine if you was making an extra $10,000 a month. Just imagine if you was making an extra $10,000 a month. That's $120,000 a year. Or I could go on Family Feud and win $25,000 in a half hour. Put me on your show, Steve. Come on. He's talking as if he's saying something truly profound. But again, it's just multiplication. And this idea that, you know, you just it's just $10. You just got to figure out something you can do that someone will give you $10 for. Most people make more than $10 a day at, at their job, and, th- and they ain't millionaires. So what you're saying sounds good, unless you actually start fucking thinking about it for a second. But I got news for you, my friend. Whatever you did, whatever you did, whatever it took to make yourself $10,000. Do it again. Do it 10 more times, baby. All you got to do is do it 10 more times. I like that he needs a pad of paper for this. All he's writing over and over is 10. <laughs> 10, 10, 10. 10 more times, my... I hate this motherfucker. Friend, you now have $100,000. I got news for you now. If you can make $100,000, you just a step away from being a millionaire, man. Profound. That is some profound shit. Thank you, Steve Harvey. There is no excuse for uh, all of us not to be millionaires by the end of the week. All right. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist to the fucked up news right now. Fucking Steve Harvey coming up with his little system, the 10 by 10 plan. I'm going to put him right out of business with Tim Henson's 20 by 10 plan. Just find something you love, something your God-given talent, something someone will pay you $20 for a pop. Do that 10 times, boom, you got 200. Do that 10 more times, you got 2,000. And then 20,000, and then 200,000, and then 2 million. Don't settle for Steve Harvey's 10 by 10 plan. I mean, a million dollars is nice, don't get me wrong, but $2 million is like... Two times better. Would you like to unlock even more wealth? Sign up for the Sideshow DV's member site where you get full access to the entire archive of programs. And I'm sure there's just some financial nuggets in there that I've given you over the past, what, 16 years? Look at me. I'm on the edge of poverty. That means I'm not quite poor. I've worked my way up to the line. Let me help you get to where I'm at. When you sign up for the Sideshow, you get full access to the entire archive of programs. Every week we do exclusive news shows. I did two Sideshow exclusive podcasts this past week. Plan to do the same this week. So it's a great time to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Uh, we also have a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. Just another way to help support the show and uh, ensure that it continues on for a long, long time. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up. Well, I certainly like the way this news story sounds. Eating pizza is actually better for you 
than most breakfast cereals. Most intelligent people would read that as, pizza is awful for you, cereal is even worse. But I read that as, I should start eating pizza for breakfast. Even if it's not healthy, it's healthier than the stuff I'm eating now, which can only be good for my body. I'm hoping this news story does not delineate between deep dish, thin crust, stuffed crust, meat lovers. That's what I want for breakfast. A meat lovers stuffed crust. All right. What is this Tom fuckery? Well, what's better to eat for breakfast, pizza or cereal? Well, the headline kind of gave that away, huh? Turns out it's actually pizza. Uh, a nutritionist said, <laughs> just one nutritionist, <laughs> they're basing this whole fucking news story on one idiot. <laughs> All right. The nutritionist said it's due to the large amounts of sugar found in many cereals. I thought there was a lot of sugar in pizza, too, specifically the crust. But yeah, I could see that. You know, Lucky Charms is nothing but fucking sugar. Pizza may have more fat, but it has less sugar. Thus, Chelsea Amir, MSRDN, CDN, BBW, SNM, WS, YMCA says you'll have a better chance of avoiding a sugar crash later on if you, you know, just eat pizza in the morning. You may be surprised to find out that the average slice of pizza in a bowl of cereal with whole milk contain nearly the same amount of calories. This honestly is like the best news I've heard all year. I think I might really switch up my diet here. Uh, All right. Amir, who is based in New York, adds that pizza also has more protein, so it's healthier for you. And, you know, you could always get some veggies on your pizza. Peppers, mushrooms. That's kind of a vegetable, right? Tomatoes, sure. And the tomato sauce. Got your dairy in there, too. I mean, you know, basically uh, all your food groups. Uh, your appetite would be more satisfied and you would be likely to avoid snacking if you eat the pizza and not the cereal. There is literally no downside to this, according to this news story. Is this one of those fucking like press releases that uh, is supposed to look like a news story? This was a study done by Pizza Hut. Speaking of fucking Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut has been advertising this De- uh, Detroit style pizza, which I don't even know if that's a real thing. Detroit style or just something they made up. But uh, I'm very curious about it. And uh, Lord Douche and I were going to uh, eat pizza this week because we you know, couldn't make anything this particular day. There's there's some dog stuff going on. I don't even want to talk about it yet. It's a goddamn ridiculous. But for some reason, none of the pizza huts in Cincinnati have the Detroit style pizza. Like they're out of the ingredients or something. I have no idea what the problem is. It drives me crazy. When new products are advertised and they're not available for me to try out. I know that's like a first world problem, but uh, you know what? I live in a first world. I'm used to this first world. These are the problems I have here. That goddamn ice cream, uh, Vianetta was announced, what, two months ago? And they said, uh, they told me, I tweeted at them. I said, when can I expect to be able to purchase Vianetta? I'm dying to have an exquisite fancy dessert product. Finally, I'm adding a little class and sophistication to my life. Well, I want to. The Vianetta people said, by the end of February is when you can expect it in store shelves nationwide. It's the end of February, and guess what? No fucking Vianetta. Why why do companies lie? I thought they were my friends. Taking the concept of breakfast pizza in a different direction is 
Fong's Pizza. They are a pizza parlor in Des Moines, Iowa, and they've created Loopy Fruits, a breakfast pizza that looks a lot like Care Bear Vomit. It's white and chunky and multicolored. Check out the chapter artwork and uh, you can uh, see what Loopy Fruit Pizza looks like. The new pie made with Fruit Loops and cheese... That's where you're going to lose me. Is one of the breakfast pizzas Fong's has rolled out at their location at 3018 Forest Avenue in Des Moines. Along with uh, cereal pizza, they've got steak and eggs, bacon poppers, and vegetarian breakfast pizza on the menu. DiGiorno Pizza has seen the Fruit Loops pizza uh, on Twitter and actually replied, Please do not disrespect the word pizza like this, which is fucking rich coming from DiGiorno. Second story we have for you today. West Australian police are hunting for a man who had a swastika painted on his head. It's not so much for the the swastika, but it's the fact that he attacked a woman with a flamethrower. It's so funny because it always seems like when these white supremacists get in trouble for attacking people, they always end up attacking white people. And it's like your whole thing is uh, hating other ethnicities. I get that you consider some whites to be race traitors. Your primary focus should be on uh, people with, with differently colored skin. I'm saying it would make more sense. My theory is that they just don't want to be... They realize they're going to get caught, but they don't want to be charged with a hate crime. They're just like, uh, we'll just use the flamethrower on a white person. That'll get our message across. Police say the 40-year-old woman and her teenage daughter were approached by the man in the southeast Perth suburb of Gosnells on Saturday night. Uh, They say he yelled racial obscenities at the woman. Well, maybe she was black. Is that who white supremacists go after in Australia? Is it the same as it is here in the United States? I know, like, Australia has uh, aboriginal people. Sometimes they're the focus of hate, but, I I mean, I don't know how it works with white, white supremacy in Australia. They say he yelled racial obscenities at the woman before attempting to burn her with a makeshift flamethrower. Apparently, he used a can of deodorant and a lighter, as did just about every teenage boy at some point. I thought it was a real flamethrower. Oh, I want me one of those Tesla flamethrowers. Have you seen those things? They're so cool. Uh, Way better than a can of deodorant and a lighter. The woman sustained minor injuries. Please want to speak with the man. (laughs) Yeah, speak. That's that you're going to do more than speak with him. We just want to chat with you. As if he's going to fall for that. Police want to speak with the man who is described as fair-skinned, probably goes without saying, about 40, year, uh, 40 years old and 175 centimeters tall, which I've done the conversion. And if I'm accurate, he's nine and a half feet tall. It should not be hard to track this guy down. All right, we are treating this cowardly and random attack on a woman and her child doing nothing more than walking to the shops in the early evening very seriously, Detective Senior Sergeant Sean Bell said on Tuesday. This type of behavior is not acceptable and is not tolerated within our community. Anyone with information is asked to contact Crime Stoppers. It's good to see they have Crime Stoppers overseas as well. All right, final story we have for you today. You know, this is pretty much social media 101, but you're going to be trash talking uh, employees you work with or your boss or the company you work for. You got to lock your profile down. Likewise, if you're scamming your company, not even your company, just someone you're working with, 
or someone you know, make sure they don't have access to your profile. A family which fraudulently claimed their vacation was ruined by food poisoning has been jailed. Jailed. They went to prison for this lie. After photos of them enjoying themselves in the pool were posted online via the social media platform Facebook. Facebook strikes again. How, I, I just want to know how he was jailed for, for this. That seems pretty severe. Christopher Bing, 38, and Barbara Bing, 64, Linda Lane, 36, and Anthony Bing, 66, had submitted false gastric illness claims against Jet Two Holidays following an, uh, an all-inclusive holiday at the Paradise Lago Torito in Water Park, Gran Canaria. As you can tell by my pronunciation, I don't know where that's at. So it looks like they they either booked or won some sort of all-inclusive holiday package. And then they said, look, you, you made us sick on this holiday. Vacation, we had food poisoning thanks to you. The family, all from Middlesbrough, somewhere over there in the UK, maybe claimed that they and two children were traveling uh, and they all suffered various symptoms, including stomach cramps, sickness, diarrhea, headaches, and hot and cold sweats. And it was all a result of food poisoning. Family then issued court proceedings, which were defended by their holiday provider. However, their scam was soon exposed after pictures surfaced on social media of the family having a fantastic time in the resort's pool and bar. During the investigation, Jet2 Holiday and their law firm, Horwich uh, Fairly, discovered evidence which they said shows that the claims were totally fabricated by the family. The evidence included a number of social media posts from the family, including images and video footage of them enjoying themselves on holiday despite claiming to be ill. This included the family using the water slide, which is something you don't want to do if you have diarrhea, swimming in the pool, again, a no-no if you have diarrhea, drinking in the bar, stuff like that, right? Oh, people just need to post everything on social media. Oh, we're having such a good time Instagramming vacation shots. Like, if you're going to commit a scam, less is more when it comes to social media posts. A smart person like me, who's uh, a very sophisticated and well-versed liar, I am great at deceit. I would post something like, on my way, I cannot wait to start my vacation. I'm going to have some fun in the sun, girl. And then like little snappy emojis or something. Mm-hmm. Going to get my drink on. Umbrella, umbrella, margarita. And then like a day or two later post, not feeling well. This is the worst. That way, when the company investigates, they'll see, oh, everything sort of checks out. Look, he's using green face barf emojis and everything. What you won't find are pictures of me having a great time on a fucking water slide. All right, as well as the posts, Jet2 Holidays sent a survey to the family on their return from the holiday that Christopher Bing completed. According to the firm, uh, when asked how satisfied he was with the holiday, he stated he was very satisfied with the choice, cleanliness, and quality of meals the hotel offered. So they must have come up with this scam well after their vacation had ended. Um, answering the question, thinking about the future, how likely are you to book with Jet2 Holidays again in the next 12 months? And he responded, very likely. This was despite the allegation that his holiday was ruined as a result of the illness. 
The family was convicted of contempt of court and appeared uh, in Teesside Combined Court on Friday, February 26, after pleading guilty. Christopher, Barbara, and Anthony, bing, were all jailed for four months. I guess it's because they filed a claim and they they were getting their money back for this vacation. They have to pay back uh, 20,000 pounds in legal costs. Judge Mark Gargan said that uh, false claims for holiday sickness are all too prevalent. Added that these claims were not merely a case of exaggeration. They were a complete invention. So there you go. Be careful with your vacation scams. Gotta use your head on those things. Uh, that, my friends, is your distorted news for Sunday. Do a couple of real quick voicemails and get the hell out of here. Well, freaks, we find ourselves finally at the end of another week, or maybe it's the beginning of the next week. It all depends on how you think of Sundays. Many ways to contact the show, show at distortedview.com. Uh, voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. All over social media, at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram, and facebook.com slash show. All right, uh, let's check in with a few patrons. Hey, Tim, back come here, a long-time caller, first-time listener. Uh, sometimes you play a sound clip with what I go, and you say, sometimes there's a guy named, like, Big Zamuda. I've looked it up. The only Big Zamuda, like, the result is Bob Zamuda, the guy that worked with Charlie Kaufman, or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, Not Charlie Kaufman, Andy Kaufman. I, I really have no idea what you're talking about. Yes, it's Big Zamuda. And uh, there are a couple different spellings. Try B as in boy, <laughs> I, X, A, at space. Uh, last name is Muda, M-U-D-A. Bixamuda. Okay, I'm, I'm searching for Bixamuda. Here's Bixamuda singing, I Will Always Love You. Let me get to the chorus. I got to see how she handles this. I don't know if some. I know she's she doesn't speak English. I don't know if she speaks any language, quite frankly. This uh, TV show that she's on, uh, I, I don't know where it's from. <laughs> loves her though yeah i think this is like america america's got talent or american idol um there's a host i don't know what language he's speaking does anyone speak that but what is that oh the other spelling by the way of bixa muda is b-i-c-h-a bixa so it's either with an x or with a ch hope that helps you out Let's do another call here. Hi, Timmy Boo. Um, by show freak from Virginia calling. Hey. I, you can hear my cats in the back seat. I'm driving two cats about an hour's drive between cities. We're moving. And they're literally the most annoying bitches because they just will not stop meowing this whole time. Yeah, they don't like car rides. So I'm listening to Distorted View to try and drown out that noise. Listening to you play, um, playing Bixamuda, which sounds a lot like cats meowing, crying. 
public service announcements from the show back in the day. And I think it's nice. You're kind of you're kind of evening out the terribleness that you add to the world by giving public service announcements to the people you make fun of. So. Oh. So. Yeah, I was playing, um, I think it was on the, the Sideshow Exclusive podcast on Friday. I found uh, an old episode of Distorted View that Joe and I did. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Joe and I did in Texas. Uh, and at the time, we were doing uh, a two-hour live show. And uh, one of the great things that I brought to the table, uh, as, I, as I talked about on, on the Sideshow episode, was that back then, uh, when we were working for the Real Talk Network, they didn't have any sponsors, so we'd have to take commercial breaks, and there would be nothing to play. So I suggested to the president of the Real Talk Network, um, it, instead of just playing promos for other shows on, on the Real Talk Network, why not pepper in some public service announcements from, like, the ad council and stuff? And I got a hold of... of uh, some people who do PSAs and they sent over a bunch and said, yeah, play them on your radio station. They thought we were uh, we were a real radio station or something. Um, and the the PSAs that were played on Distorted View, which I had no control over, were for uh, Girl Power. There were It was a PSA starring uh, female gymnast Dominique Dawes. That played on DV. A lot of commercials aimed at old people getting scammed on the telephone. Replacing your smoke alarm batteries, I shit you not. And then also fire alarm. A lot of there were a lot of fire alarm themed public service announcements for some fucking reason. The other fire alarm commercial was uh, how the sound of fire alarms scare the retarded people. Like you need to explain to retarded people what that sound is so they know what to do. And these were all the public service announcements that were played unironically on Distorted View uh, back in in 2000 when we were trying to launch our radio career and failing miserably. If you want to hear that, hear some of those PSAs and me talking about that and me cringing over some of um, some old DV stuff, uh, sign up for the Sideshow and catch Friday's podcast. We're going to end it right there. Want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666-1000. You make $1,000. Guess what all you got to do? You got to multiply that effort again. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. And I will be back tomorrow to start a brand new week of programs. On Monday, the the true start of the week. Not Sunday. Uh, Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Diabetes, diabetes. Diabetes, 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 diabetes testing supplies. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.